Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 58, Jennifer's Body. Hello, Kristen. Hello, David. Hello, Hallie. Greetings, David. And hello, listeners. And happy Valentine's Day, listeners. Well, yeah, happy, <laughs> happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. I'm the be... only one wearing pink. That's no, true. No, I have a pink. That doesn't I count. I have a pink. You said it counted earlier. I have like a pink scrunchy bow thing in my hair. It is very pale. And it's only an accessory. Does pale pink not count as pink? Not in this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> not in the direct 7 11 p.m. I'm going to Google when did pale pink stop being pink? <laughs> 2019. It's gonna June. Say. No, it's never. Eighth stopped. trick question. <laughs> Pale pink is the best shape. No. Yes. It's better than your pink. David! What do you think is better? Hallie's bow's pink or my sweater? Oh, Hallie's pink is. That's, that's not pink. What? <laughs> what? This is pink! What the what are you talking about? This is pink! It's a light pink, but it's pink! I'm gonna take a picture and we're gonna tweet this along with the episode. <laughs> and everyone's gonna be like, yeah, that's pink. Yeah. Look at how okay, pink that, that is. that picture, it looks more pink. Yeah, because it is pink. Alright, wow. But which is a nicer no, it's too pink? Late. We're already tweeting it. Which is a nicer pink? Kristen's is a nicer pink. Yeah! No, it's not! This is a way nicer pink. Like that's a pink. This is like salmon. No, it's not salmon. There's no orange in here. This is like when you get a nice frozen beverage at a tropical hotel. What if you don't like nice frozen beverages at tropical hotels? They do serve them at room temperature. If you ask (laughs) for Mark, he's the only one that knows how. Hey, I'll think when he does it. Mark doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. It'll be several weeks after. This. <laughs> It'll be like March by the time this comes out. But just well, so you know. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Jennifer's Body. It's a 2009 American comedy horror film. Directed by Karen Kusama and written by Diablo Cody, who also wrote Juno. Which, if you haven't checked out our Juno episode, maybe you could. It stars Megan Fox, Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried? I always say Seyfried, but Seyfried? I don't know if that's actually I've correct. I've always heard Seyfried. Amanda herself has not told me. Okay. Amanda I say Seyfried. doesn't respond to my messages, so... Yes. <laughs> Johnny Simmons and Adam Brody. It also features J.K. Simmons, Amy Sedaris, and Chris Pratt in minor roles. They weren't listed as starring on the Wikipedia, so. No. But I put them under there because I've heard of all those people. Oh. Yeah. Progress. Yeah. Megan Fox, also in Transformers. Yeah. In case you want to uh, watch or listen to our Transformers episode. And Amanda Seyfried, she was in Mean Girls, which I didn't realize (laughs) until I looked it up, but she was. Karen. She is Karen. Yeah. It's like she has ESPN or something. Yeah. Jennifer's body did pretty poorly at the box office. It grossed only $31.6 million off of its $16 million budget, which still seems like a lot of money, but not for a movie, I guess. 
It also received mixed reviews from critics, who tended to enjoy the dialogue and the acting, but had issues with the story itself and the movie's uneven tone. However, in the years since its release, Jennifer's Body has become something of a cult classic, especially in the wake of the Me Too movement, which has viewed the film as a feminist horror movie. In case it's been a while since you've seen it, Jennifer's Body follows the friendship of popular, attractive cheerleader Jennifer and her sort of nerdy, but still attractive, best friend Needy. I, I always feel to, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> she wears glasses. <laughs> and later at the dance, she's prettier, obviously, because she took her glasses oh, off. That's because that's how 2000s movies go. The two go see an indie rock band at the local nightclub because Jennifer is attracted to the lead singer, but during the set, a fire engulfs the club, killing several of the concertgoers. Afterwards, Jennifer leaves with the band in their van, and at the local creepy waterfall, the singer sacrifices her as a virgin to Satan in order to make the band rich and famous. However, Jennifer isn't a virgin after all, which means she becomes possessed by a demon instead, I guess. She shows up at Needy's house that night covered in blood and vomits some gross black stuff on her kitchen floor. Now that she's demonically possessed, Jennifer needs to eat people in order to stay happy and healthy, and so she does, seducing and killing several of their male classmates while Needy does everything in her power to stop her. I couldn't think of three things. Jennifer's body! <laughs> Personality quiz. We did the we did the second one, right? We did the second <laughs> the one. We also found. did the first one. We did the first one, and the first one didn't give us any sort of feedback. It just yeah. listed a, a name, and that wasn't as fun. So yeah. then there's this one, which gives two very short sentences. <laughs> just, I something. got one sentence. Yeah, I only have one sentence. Oh, well, who did you get, Hallie? <laughs> not needy. It's not that character. It's a different one. What does the description for not needy say? The nerdy best friend of Jennifer who eventually <laughs> finds out her secret. Yay! You get Kristen. I got... Needy, the nerdy best friend of Jennifer, who eventually finds out her secret. Great. Who'd you get, David? I got Colin. Woo! <laughs> the emo kid who asks Jennifer on a date. She later brutally kills him, then eats him in a vacant apartment. I genuinely thought I was going to get him because, you know, I did a little emo phase in high school. Still am. Yeah. But I felt seen. You opened this episode by saying you were the only one wearing pink and then arguing about shades of pink. Yes. You're like playing you into like, some stereotypes there, Hallie. It is, but I stand I by contain it multitudes. in context because you're like the poppiest person I've ever met. <laughs> I went through a god phase, you say, playing all of your tailors. Except that you actually dress like it. This soundtrack, <laughs> speaking of, was incredible. Yeah, this is a great soundtrack. They had the posters for Fallout Boy, and they had a Paramore song, and they had a Cute is What We Aim For song, and then the Low Shoulder song is very good. Mm -hmm. And then um, Motion City soundtrack. Fantastic. Oh, Panic at the Disco had a song. Mm -hmm. Who was in charge? I give them... Four gold stars. That's full cylinders. <laughs> Four full cylinders of gold stars. Each cylinder holds approximately 3.8 stars. 
That's so much to work for, don't you see yeah. The album. <laughs> I'm looking this up. Yes. The album received three out of five stars. What? It deserves more than oh, that. Oh, for sure. Like, my family still listens to the Through the Trees song. Like, on a regular <laughs> basis. Which is so funny. Because I, like Dee Dee, was also like kind of sick of the song by the point, by the by the end. Oh no! Especially at the dance when they're playing it, and then she realizes the, the what's happening, and yep. she drops her cup, and then she's running. I was like, "This is cinema." <laughs> I mean, no, I agree. But like, I'm not going to listen to that song. I listen to the credit song a lot. Uh, all time low. Yeah, all time low. Another great band. Love that song from my high school. Little emo days. Still listen to them. Yeah. I'm gonna love them more of their songs because I really like the credits. I'm gonna send you the ones I like the least because, because those are probably the ones I like the, like the most. Because every time I tell Hallie, "Here's a good song," she's like, "I hate it." That's true. That's a true story. That's what we will have a single artist, not even like in common. You'll just mention eh, a song of theirs that you heard, and I'm like, "Oh, listen to this." She hates yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. And then she tells me the songs that she likes, and I'm like, no one likes that one. What are you talking about? <laughs> I have excellent musical taste. No, no. No, no. Okay, but the credit song is a banger. It is. Yeah. I. That's a song I never listened to by them. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it three times in the car on the way here. Had you... Had either of you seen this before? Yes. Yes. Hallie, was, you had not seen it before. I had not seen it before. When did I see this in Vine? It's been many moons. I barely remembered anything. I knew conceptually what was going on. I cut you off. Hallie, <laughs> how did you feel about it? Very good. I liked yeah. this a lot more than I thought I would. I was like, man, this is cinema. Yeah, this is <laughs> cinema. Like, this is cinema. Like, the whole, the whole way through. Whole way through? Whole way through. Yeah. yeah. What uh, what number would you give it? Four cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> I give it four cylinders, which, when converted into our traditional ten star rating system, is somewhere in the eights. Okay. I'm giving an eight. I'm going high. All right. And Kristen, how would you feel about it seeing I... it again? After many moons. After many moons. Uh, holds up. Again, I didn't really remember much from the first time. But also four cylinders. Also probably about an eight. So that's Can't a smile wait. that Can't says, wait to hear I give this a five. <laughs> Cannot wait. Tell us, David, how many cylinders? <laughs> I wasn't quite sure how I felt about this one, to be honest. So I like... I like horror movies more than I like comedy movies. I think I agree with the critics who called the tone maybe uneven because there were definitely things that I think were supposed to be funny or were like played for laughs. Such as? But there would then be somebody like wailing in the background because people they knew burned to death in a nightclub fire and I'd be like Oh, I don't know about this. I can tell that's supposed to be a funny line, but somebody's screaming right now. <laughs> I was not I was Wait. not quite sure. Like it wanted to be a dark comedy, but it was like a a 
dark, dark comedy. To I the mean, point that I wasn't sure that I found it all that funny. But in those scenes, the disconnect is in universe and intentional. No, I I understand that. Okay. I just I was not sure what I was supposed to be feeling See, at many points. That added to the horror aspect of the movie for me though. Like one of the most unsettling scenes I think is when everyone's crying but she's like walking through the hallway in her pink sweater mm-hmm. and and Needy is narrating and she's like, We all grieved and tried to move on. Well, most of us and Jennifer's doing her Jennifer thing. And that was like part of the horror to me that all of these things were happening Mm -hmm. but like jennifer as like a horror movie antagonist i guess you'd call her sure is doing all these things like that felt unsettling in a way that was good for me for the purposes of a horror film okay i wasn't sure how i was supposed to read anything (laughs) in the movie (laughs) like i don't know something that i do really appreciate was the like the scene where the band is talking at the waterfall about sacrificing Jennifer and the singer's like, Do you know how hard it is to make it as an yeah. indie band these days? Satan is our only hope. Like Went that was funny. A long way for me. That was great. The indie band villains are like my favorite yeah. characters, even though they suck. Yeah, that was that was funny. But then I mean Jennifer's also like screaming and crying throughout that scene, which is like a little bit of a downer on the funny. So all the funny things have to be people laughing and smiling. No, but like, I think, I feel like I have a lot of empathy for characters, especially when they're going through some rough shit. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it's hard for me to be like, this is really funny. I'm glad that she's crying right now. Like, we're not glad that she's crying. (laughs) Okay, so for instance, I thought it was really funny when they started singing um, the eight, six, five, six, They're singing the song while they're stabbing. And like, it wasn't funny in an I am laughing because I'm enjoying this way. It was in a like, wow, this is really good horror shit way because they're clearly, they're, because they're laughing while something terrible is happening. And it was kind of, it's it felt like when in movies they put like, a lovely pop song over a fight sequence, which is one of my favorite things movies do. Guardians of the Galaxy does it all the time. Okay. Uh, so it felt like that, like the disconnect was intentional and like the humor isn't in it. Was it meant to be like a traditional comedy? Like, oh, the audience is laughing along. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be like, this is ridiculous and twisted in the way that horror movies are because you watch horror movies to feel ridiculous and twisted and, and unsettled. And just like humor helps dramatic movies feel more dramatic because if you have like a drama that's just pining and sadness without any other humor you don't you don't have anything i think it's like that with horror movies as well Mm -hmm. so i feel like the tone isn't uneven i mean it is it's supposed to be they're weeding the scales unevenly intentionally it feels like to me that's what i think it's also like. like you said adds more to the horror because they're like about to sacrifice this girl and only one of them seems to have any reservations about it and he's like come on don't you want to be famous or whatever he says like the maroon five guy and (laughs) the guy guy from maroon five and uh the guy eventually is like yeah yeah 
Yes. And he's like, oh my God. And they're doing this. And they're, again, about to like murder her and she's crying. And they just have like this complete disconnect. They're like, oh, whatever. And then they start singing. And then when they're all like joining in, that's when he just like goes at it and stabs her several times. And they're like, wow, they're mentally unwell. That's not good. And that's part of what makes it creepy is because there's not this this sense of like, yeah, it sucks that you have to die, but it's for a greater purpose. Like a, a seriousness about it. There's it's it's literally no just like and uh, whatever. This is literally our only option. This left. is our only option, you know, you gotta make it big and flashy. That's how Satan, you know, you get his attention. And I thought it was entertaining. I don't enjoy seeing women being stabbed and sacrificed to Satan. <laughs> don't you? Maybe. Uh, but I don't know. I thought it was an enjoyable time. I also really like Adam Brody. So I was like, oh, Adam Brody. They're also, I mean, you're supposed to hate them. It's yeah. not like, it's like, they're like the fucking worst. Like, oh, yeah. Like, there's no redeeming quality about them. Like, even in the bar before they do their whole satanic thing, they're just when, super. When Nidhi was like, why are you guys all the way out here in the middle of nowhere? And he's like, ah, oh, we gotta play for the fans in, like, the bad parts of town. The shitty areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, like, genuinely means it. And she was like, oh, like, tell us how you really feel. And he did. And he doesn't care. No. And he means it like, ah, oh, well, you know, it sucks, but I guess but, we gotta but, do it. Clincher for me is he's like, I'm telling you, that girl's a virgin. There's one in every town who, like, overcompensates or whatever, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. He's fucking wrong. Oh man, you know women so well. He knows women so well. But that also feels part of like the point of the movie. Like there's not a lesson per se, but I agree with all the reviews that we're calling it like feminist and stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah men are garbage. Like <laughs> that are. wasn't and that wasn't like the whole point of it wasn't like men are garbage. Like Jennifer doesn't kill men because of X Y Z. But it felt like it felt like um, man sacrifices woman to Satan because his understandings about virginity and women and he was fucking wrong and so then all of this other stuff happens. He made assumptions. He made assumptions. Yeah. And well, also, it, yeah. Also, yeah. it's because he wants to be powerful and famous yeah. too, right? Yeah, like, like that's man. like the whole Me Too movement is yeah. men sacrificing women on the altar of like trying to be powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And it felt, but it felt like not one toned like that either because, like, Chip is fine. I love Chip. That's a boyfriend, right? That's a boyfriend. Yeah. He's great. Chip is great. So it was like, it was like sad when, like, he was murdered and, you know, Needy being upset. Like, that made sense. But it, it, so it was like so much of, so much of the core of the horror was Jennifer and Needy's relationship too and not necessarily their relationships with other men that that really went a long way for me yeah. but how Jennifer has never really been a very good friend they kind of have some romantic tension between them um there's clearly some inferiority complexes on both sides it was like a really interesting relationship and all and just like humor, really good horror movies have psychological elements too, and this psychological element really added to that, and it centered the movie on the women with the men on the fringes and and had like 
I'm making a little <laughs> hand motion on the table. As if she's cutting the table in half. It communicates what I'm trying to say, but I don't know why. It centers the women, and the relationships with men are still important because the man is the villain and he causes everything. But it's like, it's like not, it's not just like a man-hating movie where it's like super obvious and people can dismiss it yeah. as a man-hating movie. Not that you should ever do people that. People are but... probably still going to dismiss it because it's yeah, only yeah. men being murdered. Yeah. And also teenage girls can't do things. But... Yeah, no, I I had other thoughts that I was going to say, and then they all went away. So, to conclude, I like it. I like it. Great. Are there, um... You never said a number. Yeah. Cylinders or out of ten. Yeah. (laughs) There's a a couple. There's a couple cylinders. I don't know. I'd give it probably, like, like a, a six. Okay. Wasn't it wasn't you don't sound committed to that six. It wasn't it wasn't Titanic. My it wasn't my favorite thing okay. in the world. But yeah, no Titanic. I think I'd probably rather watch Titanic, okay. to be honest. Though I mean there were there were definitely parts that I liked. The the ending was pretty good, where Needy like is hitchhiking after she's broken out of her mm-hmm. mental facility, whatever she's in, mm-hmm. and she's like yeah, I'm following a band. Tonight's their last show. Yeah, that was so good. I was just like, yeah, like, what a wonderfully indulgent thing to end that movie on. And it works so well. Yeah. Also, her hair looked really good. It looked really good. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I was like, perfect shade of blonde, great length, mm-hmm. good waves. And then I thought, should I not be focusing on her hair? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should we be focusing on the things that she the, the is plot, doing, which is murder? murder what are some uh what are some other horror movies that you enjoy horror comedies or otherwise it the new 2017 not the old it not the old it i saw the first five minutes of the old it and was scary as hell to turn off i was like 13 i haven't come back (laughs) but i was very so i I thought you were gonna say that it took forever because it's like a whole mini series and you don't do well with things from the 70s and 80s. <laughs> no, no, that's from the 90s. Is it really? Yeah, because my mom was like, I remember watching it in the hospital when I was giving birth to your sister. <laughs> why was she doing that? It was on around. But why was she... <laughs> Okay, so she said, like, like, while she was in the hospital during the process, she didn't turn it off. during labor. Like, (laughs) I really need to watch it, because that's what I thought you meant. No, (laughs) like, no, chilling in the hospital, either waiting before or after. I don't know. She didn't give me details. She was just like, yeah, that was on. Anyway. 1990. Yeah. So just out of the 80s. Yeah. In 1990. 1990. But, um, the new It. I thought it was very good. And I have rewatched it multiple times. And I like Get Out a lot. <laughs> oh no, I have seen Get Out. The and other one is the one I haven't seen. Us? Yes, us. That one looks too scary. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming out with another one. Yes, the trailer called... looks very good. Nope. Nope. Yeah, that looks good. And I'm excited for it. Um, And... Happy Death Day is a fantastic scary movie, 
and I loved it. That was Happy Death Day. These are all movies that came out like in the same year, and it was around the time that I had never previously really gone to see scary movies, and then suddenly wanted to see all these scary movies, and I was like, "Who am I as a person? What's happening?" Um, But I like those, and 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 Scream, which we did an episode. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been watching those, and I still had to watch the fourth one, and then the fifth one just came out, but. I really enjoy the movies. Yeah, They're fun. They're so I don't remember who recommended that, but thank you. Yeah, thank you, Twitter user. Twitter user. I think I think their name was actually David as well. I'll thanks, oh, David. Thanks other David. I'll cut that if that's not true, but <laughs> um, I believe it was. How about you, Hallie? I like the Babadook. The Babadook. I the think Babadook. that's on our, le- it I is think on our, our list. list. It's a good one. Uh, and I like the Vavich. It's actually called the Witch, but oh, it's yeah. like an old-fashioned W that just straight up looks like two V's. Two V's. Yeah. Everybody calls it the Vavich. I really like the Witch. Yeah. I think the Witch is a phenomenal horror movie. There is this movie that I haven't seen in many, many years, but um, stands out as I think it more scared my sisters, but it passed down like like a legend through my family called Watcher in the Woods which is like a live action Disney movie. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't be that scary, but apparently it's terrifying. And my sisters were always scared of it, but I've only seen like bits and pieces. Okay. The 2015 movie, The Witch? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it was 2015. Yeah. Is that one together? Yeah. Great. That's it. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about babies? Not a question I've said <laughs> in here. Um, they're loud. Okay. There's a red dot on babies. If there's a baby that is creepy in this, okay. I can't handle. Um, it's, no, it's, not, it's not a. It's not a creepy baby. Is it? It a not living baby. Is it an undead baby? No, it doesn't get that much screen time. <laughs> Just tell me the thing with the baby. You don't need to know the thing with the baby. You'll have to you'll have to watch and find out. I will not. Out of spite for this <laughs> one moment. And I'm very spite motivated, so you better just tell me the thing with the baby. Just Google the thing with the baby. I will. Okay. Um I also like paranormal activity. That may just be a nostalgia thing, because that was one of the first horror movies I saw in theaters. And was like, I'm a grown-up girl. I'm gonna go see Paranormal Activity. But I remember like being like being scared during that. I also I just, I love ghosts. Yeah. So if there's like a paranormal haunting, but I haven't seen The Exorcist because that sounds really scary, and I haven't seen um... The Exorcist was probably scarier when it came out. Probably. I've seen it within the past been... like five years or so, and it okay. wasn't that. Is that the one with the creepy smiling man? No. No. I didn't. I also haven't seen. I haven't seen a lot of the classic horror movies because I'm a wimp. But I saw a lot of the like classic to my age horror movies, like Paranormal Activity and like Insidious. Insidious also has a special place in my heart. Ew. I do not like what happens to the baby. (laughs) (laughs) All I see is an article that says death. (laughs) 
Spoilers. So they're Samuel, the witch. I guess. And they're <laughs> yes, it's a witch. Oh, Sammy. <laughs> and then there's the categories death. Oh, and trivia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are probably about the only things that. He, along with the rest of his family, all received Golden Chainsaw Awards for the impact their deaths had on the audience and characters. How about that? Those are the only two categories for him. Death and <laughs> trivia. Yeah. For Age zero. He had a legacy. Deceased. He's American with English descent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds right. Um, hmm. Life was better when I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Life will probably stay better. I wasn't going to tell you. You can't just mention anything. I like people mentioning the baby for a horror movie. It's like, just stay away. Okay, but you both were like, doesn't get much screen time. Okay, so it's not a horror movie, but there's a show that I used to watch a lot of called A Haunting. Real life stories about hauntings <laughs> told by people who experienced them and reenacted by random actors. Love that show. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I've never watched I think it. I've heard of that in like years, but like, is that um, like a really like an old, an older show? Yeah, it's like American Paranormal Drama Anthology. Yeah, there it is. Oh, it's first run. Initial run was 2002 through 2007. Yeah, I was going to say, it was either 90s, but I was wondering if it was too old. But I was, like, in high school when, so that tracks. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good one. Just for, like, you know, some little heebie-jeebies. A little ghost. As a treat. As a treat. As a treat. Not scary. Scary as I mean. But the, the Talking Tina episode of, um... The Twilight Zone. Is it the dog? Yeah. You don't like dolls. I don't like dolls. Yeah. <laughs> that could be the reason totally. I don't like dolls. Because I used to have three American Girl dolls. No problems with them. And now they have to stay away. I was thinking of a different show called Sightings. Sightings. Which is basically the same sort of thing, except for is it like aliens. It's like, yeah, UFOs. UFOs? Yeah. See, that's fun. I do like... Things that are um, a little more like space horror-y. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't like think alien. of many examples. I did finally see Alien. I have yet to see Aliens. But yeah, something about you take scary things, you set it in space. Yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah. Like the movie Life, which was actually, it was fine. Um, Alma. That's what I'm thinking of. I couldn't remember the name. I'll cut you off. I'll elaborate on Alma. I think I was done. Okay, good. Alma is a short animated film. It's wonderful. You should watch it. But why did you look it up when you mentioned that I hate dolls? (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't make me want to see it. Coraline! Not a scary movie, but a creepy movie. When I first saw it, deeply unsettled me. And I thought, why would anyone watch this? And then there was a day in April, it was on TV, and I thought, I want to watch this. (laughs) And now I have fun with it. But it's creepy because it has dolls. And button eyes. Yeah. Dolls are a no. It's like one time my sister and I had one of the Chucky movies on, and we both sat there like, we should change the channel. This isn't fun. And we, we didn't. We saw the whole movie. 
It was scary. I mean, yeah, doll no, dolls are terrifying. What scary things do you like, David? So, I like The Haunting of Hill House, which was... There have been others by that same person now. Bly Manor and... That other one. Midnight Mass. Yeah. I haven't seen either of those. Put them out. I don't... <laughs> I don't like that. You know. <laughs> I want to see Bly Manor. For some reason, um, Haunting of Hill House has absolutely no appeal to me. I cannot describe why, but Bly Manor has much appeal to me. Okay. Haunting of Hill House is a masterpiece. It's so good. <laughs> um, like, it's the right amount of, like, scary, but also they're trying new things, and, like, there's a... They're, like, different episodes where they'll, like, shoot things in very different ways. There's one that's, like, almost all a continuous shot, or mostly a continuous Ooh, shot. That's cool. Um, yeah. That must have been a pain to film. Oh, yeah, it looks like it would have been... <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's, there's not only like the horror stuff, which is scary <laughs> and this, but the story is really good and the directing and the acting and the filming of it all, it's all really good. It's all great. All great. I, I should watch the other two, but it's one of those things like this was so good. Like if I'm disappointed in the other ones, I'll be like, should, I... should it just <laughs> remained in ignorance? <laughs> yeah. Um, I hear Midnight Mass is very good. A lot of I've people said very too. good things. I want to too. watch it, but I have heard that there are dead animals. So I was oh, given no. I was given timestamps of when to avoid <laughs> and also a summary of what happens in the timestamps. <laughs> so that I can just be like, okay, I will fast forward for this minute and a half. I think there are only like two times and it's early on in okay. the show. But that trailer for that on Netflix really got me because it played that uh, Somewhere Only We Know song. But when it got to the line, you're going to let me in, it just like repeated it over and oh, over. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got so excited uh. watching that scene. And then now whenever <laughs> that song gets stuck in my head, I just like do an escalating, you're going to let me in. And it's really fun. Ruined it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> See, I'm excited. No, it like it's so good. Up. It's such a that's such a good horror thing to do. That's like that's like brilliant. And it's like this cheerful song too. I know. It's just him. that's that's when you mix up tones like when that. you mix it's up tones so good. Like in Clue, when they play the creepy old timey songs and they're like. There's murder happening. You can't do that. Insidious does it. Uh, I was underwhelmed by okay. Insidious. Yeah, under Insidious, I look fondly on it. Nostalgic. If I watched it now, I don't think I would like it as much as I Have you seen Insidious, but... David? No. Do you care if I say something about the ending? No. Are you sure? Because I can just not say it. No, oh, I don't care. It was creepy up until they finally showed, like, the demons at the end. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then I was like, well, this just looks, like, they not even as good a prosthetic as, like, Buffy. Buffy was scary, and not just because I was little and everything was scary, but, like, good stuff. And then I yeah. watched this, and I was like, are you kidding? What? A lot of scary movies, though. Like, when I saw The Grudge, 
I thought the same thing. It was scary up until they finally gave us like a good shot of mm-hmm. the creepy girl like crawling and she was also going really slow and I'm like, Sarah Michelle Geller, Buffy, you could have run out of this house by now. The blood was too bright red. I think a lot of things that are scary come from not knowing things. And so the moment that people give me information, I'm like, well, now I've put the puzzle together and I'm not terrified anymore. It's true. You can't see it because it's really scary. Yeah. I'll get the other plug to a horror thing, but I'm switching it up and it's a book. Okay. Not only is it a book, it's a juvenile fiction book. Is it one of the Nancy Drew's ones? No. Nancy Drew's not scary. I love them. Okay, I read one late at night when I was <laughs> <laughs> And there was a man that they had chloroform. Chloroform. <laughs> he was knocked out. They were talking. <laughs> and then they look over and he wasn't there. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then my cat, the moment he reappeared and was like, oh, you know, could be one liner to announce his arrival. My cat threw himself at the door. <laughs> And it was like one in the morning, and I was so scared. <laughs> so, what's the book that okay, isn't well, the Nancy Drew when I read at twelve? It's called Time Windows by Catherine Rice, and everyone should read it. And if you're going to read it, which again you should, skip this part. And I'm going to explain to everybody why it's scary. I don't want to know. Let sure? me read the description of this book. David can cut this out <laughs> because if it sounds good. I don't want to know. It does not spoil So there's a dollhouse. It's a dollhouse horror. Um, I hate this cover. <laughs> Ever seen. So there's so oh, a girl moves into a new house Miranda. as many good horror movies start horror things. This is a book start. And in the attic, she finds a dollhouse that is an exact replica of the new house that she moved into. And sometimes when the time is right, if she looks through the windows, she can see the past families who lived in the house acting out what happened in the house. And then that leads to her solving her own mysteries uh, in the house. Are you going to read it? No. Okay. So, so, so. Do they become the family in the dollhouse at the end? Okay. So. Because if it doesn't end that way, I'm upset. I didn't even read it. No. So but like, but like, but like the thing about the stories that she watches, there were three families. There's family one from like the 1800s, family two from like the 1940s-ish, and then her family. Are they co-inhabitants? Is one family just in the basement while the other? No. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but like, but like. So the first family, there was a little girl. She was like eight. And it was a classic like stepmother. <laughs> stepmother is mean to the eight-year-old little girl. We'll and get dad, back to Jennifer's body in a second. Dad was too busy to care about little girl or whatever. So um, eventually the stories for that little girl stop happening for, um, for Miranda while she's like watching through the windows and then the mom of the 1940s family starts being really mean and like straight up abusive to her kids who are like little twin boys and then eventually eventually Miranda finds um underneath the dollhouse is like a trap door and she finds the little girl's no it's in the attic she finds a trap door and with the little girl's body <laughs> the little girl's body is in that attic because she went there to hide once, but then it closed on her and she couldn't get the door back open. So that body's just been there for like a century 
in that little in that little thing. She just she just died there. And that's why Dorothy's little stories stopped happening in the dollhouse. And then um, it's the spirit of the mean mommy. So the mean mom takes over Miranda's mom. And there's always like a scent of like wisteria perfume or something it's when it happens. Interesting. Wisteria perfume. <laughs> and it's just like, like, they just like locked her in the attic. And it was so fucking scary when they found her body. And I fucking love time windows. So if you listen this far, I'm sorry, but it's a really good book. For, for the children. It's for children. It has dolls, and it's a nope. <laughs> Another good scary movie, The Skeleton Key. I've mentioned it before. Oh, I like The Skeleton Key. Yeah. You still have not seen it, correct? No. I won't say the end, but it's very good. <laughs> Some part of what she said made me think of it. No dolls. Yeah. Plus. There you go. Yeah. I had another one, but we are also talking about Jennifer's body. <laughs> Jennifer and her body. But not in a sense. Well, it is meant to be in a sexy way, the title. But it's also because she's possessed and they used her body as a vessel. Slash yeah. sacrifice. So I like the double entendre. Yeah. So to speak. So title. to speak. So to speak. One could say. Presumably. <laughs> so, do Needy and Jennifer have some sort of like psychic connection? Yes. Is I feel like Needy does with Jennifer, but not the other way around. And I don't know if it's, if there has to be a psychic connection because that's how she knew that something was going on with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Chip? Chip. <laughs> I never remember his name. Like, literally, they were like, oh no, Chip. Colin's funeral. And I was like, the boyfriend didn't die. <laughs> I don't know why I can't remember his name. Shit. So, like, how else would she have known? But I also, at first, when Needy was like, Jennifer's here, and her boyfriend was like, how can you tell? And then, you know, you hear her moving around, and he's like, that's spooky. I thought it was meant to be more of a commentary on how Needy is, like, an active participant in their friendship and like knows her friend and her mannerisms and can like, I don't know, hear the car door coming and no one else like pays attention. Hear the car door coming. Hear the car door coming. <laughs> Just ran yeah. on down the street. <laughs> the, the car door like bouncing on the sidewalk. That's funny. You'd be like the smiling man following you home at night. <laughs> <laughs> David, I'm going to send you a creepy pasta. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's going to be great. 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 <laughs> I thought I thought they were just like so so be <laughs> Once she was like her mouth was full. And she was like, and I was like, oh, Princess and the Frog comes out on DVD (laughs) on this date. And everyone was like, what the fuck was that? And that was just like, I just knew what she was saying. So I just thought it was like, girls are awesome. And they know what each other, they know what they're saying. Like, they're really good communicators. So that at the beginning was to me, but then I felt like the psychic connection was meant to be just kind of an extension of what good friends they are, but also enemies, because, like... Frenemies. Sure. And, like, you look so proud of yourself. 
after that word. Made up that word myself. (laughs) (laughs) And a reds myself. (laughs) (laughs) It feels to me like, um, it doesn't really need an explanation as a psychic connection. It's just a girl thing. Which I know sounds really, really silly, but it's a girl thing that's also a psychic connection. Do you have any, <laughs> do you have any other moments of psychic connections with your friends? Or just when their mouths are full of food? <laughs> I know there are. And it's always between it's always between girls because girls are trained to recognize, you know, like body language and secret signals more than men. I'm making all of this up as I speak. This is a body signal, David. As a man, do not know what that means. I feel like women are just, they're taught to pay attention to that kind of stuff more and to, you know, form relationships at all. So, so it just, it felt like, like, I want to say a commentary on like female friendships because that feels like, because that feels not correct. That feels too overarching. But like, but like, yeah, when you're really good friends, I mean, even when guys are really good friends, sometimes you can just... You can just tell, you know, when a person is there yeah. at your home. Yeah. Slash what they want. But I like I like the addition of like the kind of weird cosmic psychic connection they have. One time. <laughs> if I'll be able to tell it. It's not a psychic connection, but I read a thing. Right. Great. What about cars? <laughs> <laughs> you have to say it now. I'm all laughed up. <laughs> no. We told you about the baby. I had to look up the baby. We can't look this up. We can't Google why is Kristen sobbing. <laughs> I once saw a thing that said that you should just text your friends bless you sometimes. <laughs> just in case they're sneezing. <laughs> you said bless you to someone or someone said bless you to you? I said bless you to my friend. She has sneezed. She has sneezed. How I do. Oh, is that a connection thing? Because wouldn't that be crazy? (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) No. (laughs) David, what were you saying? I don't remember. (laughs) Uh, What do you think about the psychic connection? I don't know. I'm always being psychic is one of those things that happens in a lot of movies, mm-hmm. kind of at random, and it's never it's it's 
a slight pet peeve of mine. Okay. Interesting. Like, just like the random, <laughs> oh, I knew conveniently that this thing was happening for the plot to advance, even though there's no way I could have possibly known. Like, it's it's a thing that's come up. I feel like I've seen it a lot before, and it always makes me a little upset. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too something. <laughs> I think that I thought would have been interesting is because when they were having the final fight at the end and the needy uh, rips off Jennifer's best friend necklace, and then Jennifer, I don't know, seems like shocked or something. I don't know. She falls, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, was that part of their psychic connection? Because they even, like, showed it at the start mm-hmm. of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that could have been, like, an interesting component of it, but there was never any indication, like, oh, this necklace somehow connects them psychically. But I feel like it could have been a decent explanation, but also, how would you fit that in on top of everything else? Like... But this is also a movie where they sacrifice Jennifer to Satan, and then she becomes a succubus. So it was like, yeah, it's like a connection. Sometimes things happen you can't explain. And I felt like it would have cheapened kind of the mysticalness of their relationship, or at least the importance that it takes in the story mm-hmm. uh, to, like, explain it away. I enjoyed yeah. it. Plus, in the scene where it affects the plot, they've already foreshadowed it, like, twice. Yeah. So if they had just pulled it out of nowhere, I'd be like, no, this is bullshit. I hate yeah. it. But they foreshadowed it. They foreshadowed like, it. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind it. Is, but so. I wondered, specifically at that moment, if that had anything to do with it. It's, I don't know. It's a move that I don't like, but there's sometimes, like in Looper, which you haven't seen. Yeah. Looper, you watch Looper. You, you referenced it often you in the last week episode. probably watch, watch, watch Looper. But... Um, in Looper, there's a thing that, like, people in the future are telekinetic now sometimes. <laughs> and I think that's almost literally how it's explained. <laughs> the narrator is like, oh, yeah, people are telekinetic now. Yeah, like, fine. <laughs> and it's like, and, like, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. If you're just going to, like, come out and be really upfront about this thing that doesn't make any sense. But when it's, like, when you're sort of beating around the bush about it or, mm-hmm. like, you know, she can sense what's happening with her boyfriend and Jennifer and, like, all these things, but, like, who knows? It's kind of ambiguous. Like, for some reason, that bothers me. But if you if you're just like, oh, yeah, I can read Jennifer's thoughts sometimes, <laughs> like, I'd be like, oh, oh, okay, that's the thing that happens, I guess. I feel like it wasn't best amb- friends. So it needed to be stated for you to be yeah, I mean, if if you just like really own up to it, or like front load that information somehow, if you, if you're just like, yeah, this is a thing that happens. Don't worry about it. I'll be like, okay, I won't worry about it. <laughs> Whatever you <laughs> but, say. But like, if it shows up and I'm like, well, how did that happen? <laughs> then I then I'm gonna worry about it. It's gonna okay. bother me. Okay. But just like, so yeah, just. Writers, <laughs> just um, you know. Say, David, don't worry about it. Just tell me not to worry about it. I won't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, that's all. That's all. I wonder how long the Looper author like agonized over like how do they have telekinesis now before eventually just saying like eff it they just do. <laughs> yeah. Not that even was... gonna try to be like Chernobyl. 
Yeah. Nuclear stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah especially if there's not like a good explanation yeah. for it. I, I would much rather there just be like, this is how things are now, then be like, twenty years ago. Like, no, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care whatever scientific explanation you've come up with for the thing. That's only going to make it worse and only going to make me have more questions. Yeah. If you're just like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Some people that's are telekinetic sort of, now. I'm sort totally of what fine Navy with it. Did, though, because Chip was like, "How'd you know that?" She was like. I just do, or something. That's that's her way of saying, David, don't worry about it. Yeah. And you're still worried about I'm it. I'm still worried about Why it. Why didn't yeah. you listen to her? I should to have. To Amanda S. I should have. Anyways. Looper, the author Looper. of Looper, Ryan Johnson, who wrote Ryan Nights Johnson. Out. Yeah. I didn't know Ryan Johnson was the author of Looper, even though you probably have mentioned this. Yeah. Yes. You should check out our Nights Out episode for more Ryan Johnson fun. Yeah. We're plugging so many episodes today. We are. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not as much Jennifer's body. <laughs> Sorry for everyone that wanted to hear about Jennifer's body. Sorry, Martha. <laughs> yeah, Martha in particular. Um, yeah. So we talked a little bit about Chip. How did you feel about Jennifer and or Needy as characters? I mean, they're two very different people. So maybe we yeah. should start with just Jennifer. So, Jennifer sucks. She doesn't deserve what happened to her because nobody does. But like Jennifer I liked because she was just like quintessential annoying high school girl who thought like almost every line and joke she delivers is about sex and I don't like sex jokes that much typically but it feels like a very high school thing for that to be the only thing that she talks about and for the language she uses to be kind of crass and immature. So I felt like the high school nature of it was written really well. I don't know. I don't know. She just, she felt like a high school girl that I would hate, but like would probably have grown out of it had she been given a future. But she, and I was interested for a while when I thought maybe band guy was right and she was overcompensating for uh, her for being a virgin because like that happens sometimes and that would have made her not redeemed because she doesn't really need to be redeemed but like it it would it would have added you know like a soft side but I love that she didn't really have a soft side she just kind of sucks all the way through. That's um what Megan Fox said that she. That was the reason that she agreed to the role, was for her love of the script. Quote, I think what I loved about the movie is it's so, un it's so unapologetic and how completely inappropriate it is at all times. That was my favorite part about the script and about the character. It's fun to be able to say the shit that she got to say and get away with it and how people find it charming. Yeah, End good quote. for Megan. That's and what she enjoyed about it. While I was watching it, I was like, man, I hope Megan Fox had fun. I've heard that this, this is one of her favorite movies. Good for Megan. Good for Megan. Good for Megan. Good for I just, I'm always very intrigued by characters who truly just play for their own team. They're not necessarily on a good side or a bad side or trying to help anyone aside from themselves. They will do whatever it takes as long as they get farther. And I think that they're very interesting. And uh, she kind of is that way. Like she has the friendship with Needy, but it doesn't seem like it's, it's, like they're friends and I believe that she is friends with Nadia. I think if they stopped being friends she'd be upset yeah. about it. But I don't know, just especially while she's, you know, possessed by a demon, 
she's just kind of like, sorry, if I want to stay strong, I got to kill people. That's how this works. And I'm like, you know what? You're trying to survive. We've all been there. (laughs) It feels like Jennifer uses Needy as like a comparison sort of thing because you know Needy is the not as attractive girl because she has glasses. She has That's glasses. Gorgeous. And her so, hair is curly. And her hair is curly. So it feels like it was really interesting to me that Needy was the one with the boyfriend and that uh Jennifer didn't really care for him because it seemed aside from any possible romantic tension between Jennifer and Needy, it was just like the script didn't super acknowledge it, but I liked the undercurrent that Jennifer was jealous of Needy the whole time and was like using Needy as a prop because she was jealous of mm-hmm. Needy for like not to be sexy or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. and having like a stable relationship with a boy, ETC, ETC. Good job. Yeah. yeah. That's his name. Megan Fox also said that it was harder working in this movie than in Transformers because there's no distractions. There's like no robots to distract you from whatever performance I do. (laughs) (laughs) So if it's terrible, you're going to fucking know it's really terrible, which makes sense. (laughs) Also, she was only 97 pounds. She dropped 97 pounds. Like 15 pounds as part of a like, oh, you know, possessed by a demon. and then like I read that at the start of when I watched the movie and then there'd be times where she was just walking around and I was like (sighs) dressing me out how thin you are not to be a person who comments on a person's body size but just knowing that she dropped down to 97 pounds which like as a grown human woman you should should weigh more than that I was concerned for her I really she liked. Also, she also stayed out of the sun to keep her skin pale. I mean, that works. <laughs> she was. That is like a normal thing. That's just what you're supposed to do. Like, don't you know? Put on sunscreen. Don't get skin cancer, kids. That kind of thing. Don't. But just say no. I'm gonna say don't get skin cancer, kids. But then I switched it to put on sunscreen. So to clarify, so, do put on sunscreen and and avoid excessive. Direct. Well, that sounds like I'm saying go outside. Like I'm saying don't go outside. That's not what I'm saying. Wear sunscreen. I don't know why it's I mean, it complicated. Wear sunscreen. Megan Fox shouldn't have had to drop down to ninety-seven pounds, you know, for this role. Um, I did really like when she was like ugly for Jennifer, though. Like, I do like how she was like she's ugly for Jennifer. Yeah, <laughs> like because we all have those people. Yep. Where you're just like, wow, congrats, you're just perpetually pretty. You like, could be like throwing up with the flu and you're still gonna look good. Yeah. I know, I thought she was an interesting character. Yeah, like, she's not, she's, is exactly what she presents herself to be and is used for what some rando men assume her to be because of how she presents herself, even though that is exactly how she presents herself. And that feels. It feels like it's saying something, but I don't know what it is. That feels like a commentary of sorts, or if not a commentary, just a really good It's an observation. Slash script choice. Yeah. Amanda S. really liked playing Needy, because she didn't feel the weird pressure that you have to look attractive, like (laughs) Megan Fox did. 
She said, in this movie, I don't worry about any of that shit. I don't want to play the one everyone is supposed to want to have sex with. I did appreciate that when they showed her, because I mean, what are, I don't know what grade they're supposed to be in, but, you know, presumably, like, ballpark 17 yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did like that, especially, like, yeah, Jennifer does look like the popular girls you went to high school with, who, like, always had the cute clothes and, like, mm-hmm. did their hair and makeup perfectly, but then Needy, I feel like, looks like every other teenage girl like adorable teenage yeah, girl who, like, yeah. doesn't look bad by any means but like their hair her hair wasn't perfectly done and she still had her glasses and she didn't wear like a ton of makeup and her clothes were like fine but everything was just like average yeah and i feel like that sounds mean and i don't mean it to be mean it was just I, it was nice that to me she looked like a teenager she looks like a adorable person yeah that was nice yeah. so i thought that was Oh, I wanted to ask about something else that doesn't have anything to do with Needy. Sorry, we'll get back to Needy in a second. I just remembered this was on the, the Wikipedia. According to screenwriter Diablo Cody, the film was marketed all wrong. She had argued with executives who wanted to, quote, market this to boys who like Megan Fox. That's who's going to see it. And I was like, no, this is a movie for girls, too. That audience they did not attempt to reach, end quote. I wondered if that was the... Because I remember everyone was like, ooh, a sexy Megan Fox movie. But watching it, I was like, this is great. This is a sexy Megan Fox movie where Megan Fox actually does stuff. Yeah. Even if it's sad that It's not meant to be like Transformers where it's like, Megan Fox's job is to be hot Megan Fox. Right. Yeah. She had other things. I had read it some other other point in here, but they... um a lot of the marketing really played up the like kiss between Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried. We're just like, this is what you want to go see this movie for. As opposed to like, I don't know, any of the, any of the rest of the movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember promos for it, but I'm sure it was heavy handed with the look how hot Megan Fox is. Uh, approach. Yeah. It was also a graphic novel. Oh. That was um, released as a tie-in to the film. Neato. In case you're interested in reading any more of first body things. Yeah. Um, needy, though. Needy. Needy is, um, is really interesting because she's also a little bit jealous of Jennifer in the way that Jennifer is jealous of, of Needy, but I think more superficially and not as not as deep. Like, I think she wishes she was, like, pretty, quote-unquote, like Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, effortlessly flirty and social mm-hmm. like Jennifer. Mm-hmm. But, like, those are just superficial teen insecurities rather than, like, a deeply running vein, like, I feel like it is with Jennifer. Yeah. That she wants to be, like, needy. Though so it's lasted much of their life. Like, mm-hmm. since they were little girls, they've had a I mean, a friendship. They're friends, but it's not been, like, a really healthy friendship for Needy. No, <laughs> like, Jennifer has not been good to her. What is it? You can play, like, Ugly Betty or something like that. Yeah. No, she has been, uh, she has been put down by Jennifer her whole life. And that's very sad. I was upset when she was like, oh, I have plans with shit. And Jennifer was like, no, I'll pick you up at eight. 
for this. She did her thing where she's like, no, cross you out. Yeah. Oh my god, that bothers me so That's much. That's such a high school girl thing. Right? Maybe just like a high schooler thing to just have one dumb little phrase and be like, you're crossed out. And like hearing this now, you're like, that's that's your ultimate like kiss of death. You've been Good crossed one. out. But when you're in high school, that seems like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought some that people, was a good. Some people are still very upset about being canceled. <laughs> they are. It's very good. Um, yeah. I thought because I I like the part at the end where Needy is like running to go save Chip, and then she finds Jennifer and Chip in the pool, and you know Jennifer's trying to like kill, eat Chip, whatever. Yeah. Um. And then she says the prayer and says the, like, give me the strength to, like, kill this bitch or something. And then just jumps in the water. And I thought it was funny, but I also was like, I get that she's killing your boyfriend right now. But also interesting because you guys were just friends. And I'm like, yeah, but again, the movie has played up the whole time how, like, Jennifer's not exactly a great friend to Needy. And I think maybe one of the ultimate, like, nail in the coffin, even though Jennifer's already dead, uh-huh. is that, you know, Jennifer's saying, what happened to her? And she's like, and then they stabbed me, and I thought I'd earn. Was Needy like, you died? And she's like, well, you know, I woke back up, and I did this. And Needy said, okay, but maybe you did die. And I think that was the point where maybe if there had been any sort of lingering remorse or attachment, mm-hmm. she was able to separate it as like, no, the Jennifer I knew and was friends with mm-hmm. is gone. She died. Whatever is possessing her now is like in Jennifer's body, uh-huh, but is not her. So I think that was sort of the moment that she was like, she's going down. And we just saw it later at the pool. And she also finally broke and was like, you've never been a good friend to me. You could have anyone, but you go after Chip. Which is really interesting because it is quite literal in that you could eat anybody, but you're doing it to Chip, but reads like a, like a, you could flirt with anybody. Why are you stealing my boyfriend? Also, that mom, though, who, like, gave her son the pepper spray to be like, Carrie, yeah, yeah. to be like, there's, there's a crazy person out there and uh then was fine with her son walking alone, alone. at night yeah. through the field to the dance and i'm like you started strong having the concern about the pepper spray and then you're just letting him go like is. no no <laughs> no <laughs> I mean, Jennifer, again, had it out for Chip, so it was probably going to happen anyway. Like, if he had been at the dance, I'm sure she would have been like, oh, come over here for a second. I can see something. But, lady, do not let your son do that. Don't let your it's not the reason he's kids. dead, but... Yeah. Don't move it along. Yeah. Um, I did like the the way the movie's kind of structured, and we see Needy kicking people and like yeah. being real mean at first and then it's like you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, I thought that was that was interesting cuz Needy throughout the whole movie except in the 
like the present day, I guess, is very different from what she's become. And that kind of experience changes you. Yeah. It sure does. I would know. Are you possessed? <laughs> I legally cannot answer that question. Are you okay. stabbed or possessed for I legally cannot answer that question. I love that Needy gets busted literally just holding the knife over Jennifer's bloody body when the mom walks in. It feels like a really anticlimactic but perfect way for all of this to end. Like, oh, you just stabbed my daughter. Yeah. You very clearly stabbed my daughter. Yeah. Yeah, Going to jail. Can't can't really argue that one. No no denying that. I think part of why this was fun, too, is that it made me think of a book that I have not read yet, but want to read, called My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grace Hendricks. And I've read three of his books so far, and they're all delightful. So I think part of it, even as I was watching, was going, or my brain was thinking, this is like a Grady Hendricks book, and I'm just having a blast. Love a little bit of just like slice of life, you know, small town high school. But then you add in demons yeah. and dark humor and stuff. It is a good formula. Yeah. Also, this is a fun little thing because if anyone has watched Veronica Mars, you had Amanda Seyfried who played Lily. And then you had um, Colin, emo kid, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was Beaver slash Cassidy on... Veronica Mars. And I was like, look at you little Ronnie Mars children back together again. Jennifer's Bonnie. Jennifer's Bonnie. You are. So it was was fun seeing them together. Yeah. The the talk of Needy having the knife over um, Jennifer's body did um, it remind me of this commercial. Did you see the commercial with the, the cat and the spaghetti sauce? And the guy I'll find it. We'll pause for a second. (laughs) Yeah, that commercial. That commercial. I'll link it in the Twitter. (laughs) It's uh, it's pretty good. Reminds me of Jennifer's body. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Is there anything that we should talk about? Um. not necessarily talk about, but I know that we were like, wow, these band members suck because yeah. they do, mm-hmm. but they are also very like me coded, like <laughs> present day and high school me. I absolutely would have like had that poster up, would have <laughs> listened to them all the time. You'd have been the, the girl been, in the front row with the t shirt. No, because I'm too shy. <laughs> so that, but I would have wished that I was less shy of a person so that I could be the girl in the front row talking to the band person. So I I got it when Jennifer was like hard eyes over them and being like they're salty and I'm like again salty. another like dumb high school thing but I was like god it's funny that's is that a thing that did did that mean something different in 2009 or was that just like made up for the movie because salty means something very different now it means something very different I don't think it's being changed like, it was a different thing I recall it wasn't a thing people said. Yeah. But I was also, well, you know, I was a freshman, so that's that's high school. 
But I was thinking like, I don't know, what if what if that was a thing people said in high school? But I was too too fresh out of middle school, and people yeah. were like, oh, no, "You man. lower classmen, you can't know what salty means." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I understood Jennifer's appeal and was like, "God, they're gonna take me into a van. I'm gonna be sacrificed." <laughs> This isn't how I wanted things to go. Another thing that was just proof, though, of how terrible the band guy was, was when she was in the car, Jennifer, you know, clearly, like, dazed and out of it. And she was like, are you guys rapists? And then he was like, oh, no, you don't have to talk if you don't want right. to. Oh, and I was like, oh, my God, I want to break your teeth. And then she said <laughs> something else, and he was like, God, I hate women. He's like, calm your shit. And I'm like, yeah, it's evident, dude. Right. <laughs> we can tell you are but not a feminist. They are the worst. They were looking at actual rock band members to uh, take Adam Brody's part, like Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy, that and the guy from Good Charlotte. Yeah, I loved Good Charlotte and Fall Out Boys. I, I don't doubt that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard a Fall Out Boy song. You, that's a lie. I, I want to play a snippet of a song that you absolutely have heard. I, I haven't knowingly heard a Fall Out Boy song. Okay, but I may have heard if you it. haven't heard this song. Like, da la de bow. If you haven't heard the song, then you like, I know you live under a rock, but then you truly da live la under a bow. rock. Can you load? <laughs> it's not going to help you. I always think that there are like three songs that are perpetually stuck in my head, and this is one of them. At any given moment, I probably had sugar were going down, just playing. Another one is Best of You by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> I've never heard you say the Foo Fighters ever. I love them. <laughs> what? <laughs> did you know? <laughs> did you know that? Maybe you did know. In in the Star versus the Forces of Evil, when her song is sung, that's Patrick Stump. Yeah, that's Patrick. Yeah, that's Patrick Stump. I know that's Patrick Stump. I was very excited. Happy for you. He's a short man with a large voice. <laughs> yeah, he's like um, Patrick. Not very tall. He's not very not tall. tall. They are not very tall, David. No. You know how I feel about celebrity heights. <laughs> Do you know how tall Megan Fox is? God, I think I did know. Because I think I looked it up recently. <laughs> because she's and Kelly, who's very tall. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's that height difference? Is she 5'4"? <laughs> 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 yeah. Machine Gun Kelly is... 6'4". Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes, he is. If you play the game long enough, you get good at it. <laughs> Why is this game fun for you? It's a really fun game. You just see a person and you think they look very tall. Are they or are they just a bunch of short people? So Sharon is taller than you might think. No, shorter than you might think. <laughs> I guess she was 5'9", and she's not. She's 5'6". Great. Unless it's the other way around. I don't know. I'm trying to think of her standing next to Florence Pugh because I know Florence Pugh's like five six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's five six. Her nickname is Sersh. 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 
Is there anything else that we should talk about? Another fun, scary movie that's not, like, that yeah. scary, but, like, a fun time. Also has Adam Brody is... What did I say it was called? I have no idea what you're talking about. Ready or not? That's a fun one. Okay. Because she uh, gets married to this family. Well, to a guy. And... <laughs> in the- <laughs> to a family while the car door comes running down the street. Yes. Don't make me think about it again. Um, she gets married. And then they're always like, oh, on the wedding night, we play a game. And she was like, oh, okay, fun. And then they have this, like, whole thing, this, like, ceremony and this this fancy box that tells you what game you're going to play. And it's hide and seek. And she was like, okay, fine, I'll go hide. And she's doing this. Except they literally try to kill her. And so at some point she comes out and is like, okay, I'm done. Like, great. And they're, they're all they're all trying to kill her. And so she has to survive in this house where they're all after her. And it's her wedding night and she's playing hide and seek. Really fun movie. Great. I have a meeting to see it. Like Hereditary? <laughs> I liked Hereditary a lot too. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of, a little bit of that. No, not Kristen's thing. Not my thing. Not my thing. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Overall, I thought Jennifer's body was a fun time, and yeah, I give it like an eight. Mm-hmm. Great. Because that's a part of me also was expecting it to just be like, look, it's Megan Fox being hot. And I'm like, no, there were demons. Even though I'd seen this before, but I just, I didn't remember. Megan Fox was one of them. Megan Fox yeah. was the demon. Yeah. How's about that? That's crazy. Crazy times that we live in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, for next time, we've got a different movie. <laughs> As opposed to usual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the same movie we just watched. 58 episodes of Jennifer's Body. <laughs> no, for next time. When we last saw our hero, the entire city had turned on him for murdering a popular politician, even though it was all a big misunderstanding. Years have passed, and he is laid low, monitoring time from his underground hideout, but rarely venturing forth into the public eye. However, a new villain has emerged, another man with a mask, who is bent on blowing up I think it's a football stadium. <laughs> I don't actually know. Um, meet Bane, a big muscly guy with a funny voice and a chip on his shoulder that can only be satisfied through murder. Bat murder. The two fights, and Bane breaks our hero's spine. Or at least that's what happens in the comics, I'm pretty sure. But it'll take more than that to keep the Dark Knight down, because the Dark Knight Rises. That's right. That's the title of the movie. <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises. And it's what we're watching for next time. Woo! Um, woo. I've seen the first two Christopher Nolan Batman movies, mm-hmm. but it's been a long time. And as I've mentioned before, I'm notoriously bad at watching all three movies in a trilogy. Yeah. So I never actually got around to this one. Though, as Kristen pointed out, there's a new Batman movie coming out soon. So if you're going to watch the old Batmans in preparation, watch this one with us. Yeah. yeah. Skip Ben Affleck's Batman altogether. I didn't see that one. Good. I've seen I've seen several Batman movies. I've seen Batman. Good <laughs> start. With the it's Michael Caine, right? The the old one. 
Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. There you go. Michael I was going to say Michael Keaton's outfit. Right, I was it's like, a, it's a different did I remember? That's, that's a different Michael. Michael Keaton. Um, I saw the one with Jim Carrey as the Riddler. I think I saw that in theaters as a child. I saw other Batmans. I really like the Adam West TV show. If you haven't ever seen any of those episodes, they're quite good and very wholesome. Um, I, I'm a big fan of, of that. Um, yeah, some Batman. I know a little bit about Batman. I'm excited because in the Harley Quinn show, Bane is my favorite villain. Because he's, really he's the best. Yeah. And so even though this Bane is not like that Bane, I still, with this newfound Bane appreciation in my heart, am like, get to see Bane. I really <laughs> get to see Bane. I specifically ordered the <laughs> I quote on a regular basis the part where he's like, it will hurt you. <laughs> would be a parent of Barshage. Unfortunately, he means it. It's, it's, it's bang to stop my bang power, but you say bang. But the, this will hurt you. That's from that's from The Dark Knight Rises. Allie's quoted from The Show. It's great. It comes back later this year. I'm very excited. Yeah. 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 Great. Cool. Have, you seen, have you seen Batman the Animated Series? No, and I also have not seen any of the Batman movies that you mentioned. Um, technically, I think I saw one with Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Yeah. yeah. His nice. arms freaked me out, and I didn't like it. And I was a youth, though. Like, Danny DeVito as the Penguin is the beginning and the end of my memory <laughs> of the Batman movie. So, yeah. I, yeah, really have only seen the... Christopher Nolan Batman movies, unfortunately, the Ben Affleck Batman movies, Lego Batman, yeah, yeah, and one. I'm quite excited for the Robert Pat. I almost said Robertson Patton, <laughs> Robert Pattinson <laughs> Batman movies because I think collectively, when he was announced, we all went, huh? Yeah, and that's a good that's a good thing, right? And it's now. In the trailers, he's got like his little little emo island. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, it's good stuff. Big Batman emo. Let him listen to Fall Out Boy. Lego Batman does. I've, I've seen, seen this one. I've seen Batman Returns too. There's there's Batman, which is Batman, with <laughs> Michael Keaton, and then there's also Michael Keaton in Batman Returns with Danny DeVito. I've seen that one also. Penguins should not be humans. Advice. <laughs> 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 Those are my thoughts. <laughs> Thanks. How you can yeah. quote me on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. How what? I was going to ask you how tall you thought an emperor penguin is. Oh. Most important celebrity. That's six. Or six feet. There's a six. <laughs> 39 inches. I remember hearing the height and being like, that is alarming. <laughs> Were you, are you sure it's because it was so small? No, I thought I remember hearing that it was very large and thinking, like, I would be terrified. It's like a monster penguin. <laughs> As it hops <laughs> They are 3.6 to 4.3 feet. Okay, so a 4.3 foot emperor penguin, you cannot tell me. 
<laughs> that would not unsettle you. It's like walking it's down like the hallway big. at night, you see the <laughs> 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 car door smacked. There is an extinct Colossus penguin that was nearly seven feet tall. Oh, that's funny. I wish I saw it. But apparently, a lot of people have searched Google for if there are six foot tall penguins. Maybe this is one of those. Um, yeah, maybe this is one of those Mandela because I had thought they were sizable. I, I thought they were. I mean, that's still sizable, but like I thought they were. Like five to six, like human. Okay, but being like three and a half feet is not the same as being five and a half feet. <laughs> There's a true. difference. It's true. It's about and two feet. I don't really know how tall three and a half feet is. It doesn't it's come up in my everyday life. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit. It's a little Tally bit. Tally stand, and then we will no. get two feet from you. <laughs> You're not going to be able to do that. Stand. Stand. I don't want to. Yeah, Batman. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna keep talking about this, I guess, <laughs> but we don't have to do it while we're recording anymore. So goodbye, Kristen. Bye, David. Bye, Allie. Good night, listeners.